Welcome to 2022 Stock Odds Podcast, Odds and Ends with Dave Singh and Rob Friesen. Good evening, Rob. Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year to you. Good to talk to you again here. Um, Hopefully had a good uh, New Year's and celebration. I understand you're uh, you're on the road and uh, checking out what... I'm on location doing the show from Disneyland. (laughs) Checking out what Mickey's up to. <laughs> from Tomorrowland, right? Yeah. Or are you broadcasting from Tomorrowland? Okay, well, that's perfect for the, the, the. You should have some real insights then, real insights. I know. I figure everyone gets a brand new chance, brand new year. Your PL starts at zero. So why not start with uh, some data driven ideas behind it, right? But. It's, what, what's your trading New Year's resolutions, right? <laughs> green, green, green. Green, green, green. All right. So, uh, what do we have here for this week? Let me let me let me kick it off here with just a little bit of uh, of what's on the news calendar. Um, it's not a it's not a heavy week, but we start off Monday at ten with construction spending. That was actually November, so it's it's a lagging indicator. But um, you know, are we are we booming in the construction area or not. Then uh, Tuesday, we have ISM manufacturing for December. Uh, Wednesday, we have FOMC minutes, that's at 2 p.m. So um, we do have some movement, you know, we do get movement off the FOMC and the, and the December meeting was important. Uh, so we can get a little bit of movement there. Um, and then Thursday, we've got 8.30, we got some initial, uh, claims and continuing claims trade balance 10 a.m is ism non-manufacturing and then uh, friday we've got non-farm payrolls unemployment and then at 3 p.m we've got consumer credit so that's that's the week light on light on the news but uh, some of the same same things uh, that we get all the time you know just another week another and of course in wednesday you've got oil and Thursday, you got natural gas, right? All important. Okay. Um, one other tidbit here. I saw uh, somebody put together an article on 2021. Uh, the S&P 500 beat the Dow and the NASDAQ both, which is only the sixth time in history that it's happened. Hmm. Um, and so the returns after that are muted no, you know, not as robust as what we've seen in 2021, but 70% of the time we're up and on average, I think 7.7%. So, so it looks like, you know, the deck is sort of stacked towards a bit of a follow through a uh, year. Um, and of course we've got the opposition to that being, you know, any new surprises, um, you know, how does this, uh, I, I think, I think the problem with, the Omicron is, is not that it's, you know, um, that bad compared to Delta or the original uh, COVID initial strain in terms of symptoms and, and, you know, hospitalization and death and so on. Maybe it's not that bad, but here's the problem. We've kind of pigeoned ourselves, pigeonholed ourselves in developing all these protocols for the original and for Delta. And, you know, you take them, you take the Omicron, into the same protocols and what do you have you've got like if if just about everybody's going to get 
Omicron, <laughs> you have a serious problem in terms of, you know, people not being able to function and, you know, perform their duties and go to work and, and all the other things because of, and that's why they've changed the, you know, 10-day quarantine down to five days, you know. I mean, you you you, you gotta you gotta ease the pressure, and so that that's that's the big risk there that things can be bottlenecked and shut down and disturbed, and and um, you know a lot more people off work or impacted by this, and and so just when we are sort of rebuilding and coming back and opening up, then you're hit with this. So that that's the problem. We're kind of pigeonholed. You know what I mean? It's like the if-then statement was made two years ago for a fatal, it's like if you get it, you're almost dead, right? So there was such severe, extreme lockdowns and quarantines and restrictions, but they never went away. So then people still have those extreme right. <laughs> if-then statements and, in place, and then now it's a milder form. But Well, and they do have to reform them, right? I mean, it, I mean because it, is, is, it isn't as severe and it's going to be more endemic, and it's it's not to be compared exactly with the common cold, but you know what I mean, it's going to be more common in, in, in its occurrence. So if you have those same protocols in place, like, you know, you you have automatically got a quarantine and originally it was 14 days and, and then 10 and then five, uh, and, you know, the contact tracing and all the people that have been impacted, if you were to continue that same thing, I mean, there wouldn't be anybody let out of their house. <laughs> yeah. So, so in the sense, you know, there is impact to uh, our ec economic condition and society's flow. So, all right. Um, just running through where we are with the futures here, and then I'll let you get to some of the groups and stuff. So, what I see is before I so rudely lost it here. Okay. Yeah, I'm um, interested about, about 0.4% on most of the indexes with the NASDAQ leading almost 0.5%. Yeah. So it's just risk on money being redeployed, which is natural first day of the month, first day of the new year. So that, that risk on, and, it, and the fact that it's so evenly dispersed, it's just like money coming back to. Yeah, NAS, NASDAQ's up. Yeah, Nasdaq's up the most right now, but the thing is, they they did they did rally a little bit more, and they've pulled back off that high. So we yeah. the futures the futures opened, gapped up a bit, roared, and then pulled back off the highs. Um, and that's the same. Like the Nikkei did the same thing, and the um, the Europe uh, futures as well uh, also uh, doing the same sort of action. So. Um, it seems world markets right across the board sort of lifting and getting a little bit ahead of themselves and pulling back. So we'll see how it is uh, by the morning. But, you know, think about right now, everything sort of up about, you know, half a percent on average. Mm -hmm. OK. Yep. All right. How about the groups? What uh, what do we got for because th this week we have we start off, we got a full week, no holiday, um, except uh, I think. Um, some some markets are still off, like Canadian markets are closed. I don't know, European markets, we have to check on that. 
Yeah, well, back to the, some, this, some institutions yeah. offline, right? Still for Monday, but uh, so little, expect a little bit lighter volume, and especially after coming, you know, off of a important uh, weekend, um, the kickoff of the year, there still may be lighter volume, less parties uh, participating. Um, and then Friday, we do have the first Friday of the month, so we have some visibility into seasonality there. Okay, take it away. Yeah, so I'm using the Seasonality Almanac screener. That's the free screener available to anyone. And uh, just typed in the first day of the month, January, and to see, to see what sectors were showing up with better odds. And um, some of the interesting things we found were uh, gold, silver, we're expected to do well, uh, typically. And then things like oil and ARC, ARC-K. So ARC-K, SMH, and things that are expected to perform poorly, poorly are XLU, so utilities, real estate, staples. So it's just general risk on with a little more emphasis in tech and more high beta beta names. Then I went a little bit more granular to see which stocks would show up for the first day of the month using the screener. And things like plug, CRISPR, edit, um, blink, uh, a lot of the solar stocks for solar uh, well, end phase. So it's, it's again, it's a higher risk um, tech stocks showing up as um, possible leaders. We've <laughs> had some we've had some problems uh, recently with the solar and the whole, you know, uh, environmental. <laughs> well, the last time we had strong solar odds, there were a lot of regulatory changes that are right. in, in the works in California. So that kind of like superseded what the stats would have shown. Right. But um, for for starting off the new year and the first day of January, these are what what the data shows. Yeah, so norm so normally at this time of year, there's sort of the expectation for a greener future. So what might be disrupting that right now? You know, it, are we still have some of this uh, headwinds on on the uh, all the plans like the Build Back Better, everything like that. Mm -hmm. That's right. And then um, I took a little further to look at some of the sectors versus each other. So things like small caps versus the S&P. So IWM is expected to do slightly worse than the spider. Spider is expected to be minus 0.16 and the IWM at minus 0.4. So a little bit uh, weaker for the small caps. And then I checked um, like QQQ. So NASDAQ is expected to do a little better tomorrow. Uh, relative to the spider and um, things like yeah, SMH. You see, see that right now uh, in the futures, we see that NASDAQ's got yeah. that leadership. So and okay. SMH is expected to do um, outperformance almost half a percent plus 0 0.46 for the SMH versus minus, yeah, versus minus 0 0.16 for the spider. So, okay. uh, so semis would be a really strong one and a really, um, uh, really outperformer would be tan. It's the, uh, Solar ETF that one is up, expected to be up 2.43 percent. Interesting. Um, so that's was the the strongest of the the study, and then things like ARC ARK, again, that's expected to be up plus 0 0.79 relative to the spider, which is expected to be down. So these uh, high beta, high growth things seem to be um, better odds uh, based on the data, and then even like discretionary, it's supposed to be slightly up versus the the spider to be slightly down tomorrow on an open to close basis. So again, it's just risk on. It, it, it all makes sense too. It's logical. Like what 
money being redeployed, leverage going back up, right? So nothing seems out of the, out of the norm, but uh, who knows? People have a lot of gains baked in from the previous year. How much of that are they willing to start uh, taking off the table, right? They didn't want to lock in profits in December, but who knows how much of that they'll do in January. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting um, what we've seen for the whole year, you know, and, and the argument will will the best performers of last year continue into the new year or will we see, you know, reversals, right? Um, so looking at the, uh, the sectors, uh-huh. let's just look at our year-to-date performance. So consumer defensive and consumer cyclical were up almost 7%, but the worst performers of all of the groups. And um, the best was energy up 36.98, real estate next with 28.1, technology 26.86, financials 20, uh, 21.41. So the financials really benefited from the prospects of rates moving higher. Um, so would you focus on that in the next sort of three months um, as we anticipate maybe the rate heights to start in April? Yeah, I mean, the, the easiest would be financials, right? If the 10-year is going to be gradually going up, and even to a natural level over a historical basis, it's much higher than here. So that one has the financials have the most wind at their back without doing anything. Energy is trickier, and there's so many more um, influences that go into why it's going to go up. But um, And it's such had such a huge year this year, right? So can it continue after a plus 37% run? Right. And then real estate again. Um, I just think financials have the, the, it's like the easiest trade, right? Technology, things are priced richly. That's where the most, most growth will be. And then uh, are we going to be in a defensive posture with utilities and staples? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, they, uh, we note to our listeners here that you know, since consumer cyclical and defensive and utilities have underperformed energy, real estate, technology, financial this past year, um, you know, it really overall was a was a risk on year. We only really started to falter a little bit, you know, in uh, September uh, and then again a little bit in November, December. So. Otherwise, pretty much characterized as a risk on year with obviously, you know, the SPY performing better than the, the diamonds and the uh, Qs and stuff. So carrying that over, if if we do start to see some real shock waves hit for it could be a completely different catalyst. It might not even be anything to do with the pandemic anymore. It might be something completely new that comes along. And again, we start to cycle to that risk off scenario. Then remember, you know, the things that have been the most discounted and would have the opportunity because money, money wants to rotate a little bit more than leave the market completely because where else are you going to go to get, you know, I mean, we're in a still a very low interest rate environment to negative real rates. Um, Where are you going to go? So I would say some of the technology money and maybe real estate money could roll into consumer defensive consumer cyclical right and utilities so just uh, keep that in mind 
question. And then on a market cap basis, I'm looking here. Um, again, mega caps were up like 25% for the year, but small caps were up only 14%. And we had a, a run early on in small caps, but it was flat for most of the year. Mm-hmm. So, and you would expect to, to do well from November till, was it next May or April? Yeah. They really well, even like the one month and the three month, I mean, you know, it's nothing, nothing to write home about with Russell's performance. It's really been lagging what it normally should do. Yeah. And it's mega cap for it's a double edged sword, right? They get the growth and they get the safety in the same instrument. So I don't see how that's going to be changing. If, if people have a little more hesitation, they're going to still stick with the mega caps. And if they want to, be risk on they're going to go with mega caps again so i i don't i think that mega cap could really continue to persist relative to small caps mm-hmm. um, yeah well that's where the flight to quality is okay yeah. um now how are we doing on some of the commodities here and of course the u.s dollar always um needs to be mentioned so the u.s dollar was in a bit of a channel for december it's kind of sitting um, right on the low end of that that channel. Um, looks like the last day of the year, it, it just popped up a little bit there. So um, yeah, it's got it's got a bit of an air pocket if it if it breaks the 95.50 area. Um, looks like it could uh, head back down a little bit. So keep an eye on the dollar. And what do we got going on with? Uh, do you Basically, think you think this will be the year that uh, gold or silver comes back? Uh, tries silver, to do? silver was down twenty seven percent for for the last year, and gold was down seven. And the useful metals like steel was up thirty eight, and aluminum mm-hmm. up seventy three. So, I mean, that's that's the environment. Hey, why don't you make a prediction for this year? Um, which <laughs> is going to perform better, Bitcoin or gold? Uh. <laughs> everybody you know human nature everybody wants to everyone wants mm-hmm. to predict what's what's going to happen this year <laughs> we, we don't know right we'll take it we'll take it one odds day at a time <laughs> yeah so um anyway very interesting okay um anything else newsworthy out there no i i Nothing newsworthy. Well, we have China Evergrande uh, shares are halted for trading now. Um, so didn't mention the reason why, but obviously we know nothing good going on over there. Um, so I don't think, like, I don't think China's story is over yet. And we I, we saw a recent last week a rally uh, back on some of the China stocks, but. I would just be more uh, still very cautious. Uh, I don't think they're out of the woods in a lot of areas in in China yet. So I saw something that Singapore had better than expected GDP too. So it's like the world is world is going back to business and functioning, and even if, even if everyone has a mask on, commerce is happening, business is happening, and it's it's pent up. So I mean, with that pent up kind of demand to do everything at your at your back that risk on for the whole year could be uh, pretty good so we still have um the ukraine situation i mean it's you know they've had some discussions but i don't think 
that that saber rattling is going to be over. Um, and then we've we've still got the Taiwan uh, issue as well. So um, it certainly could be something that comes into play in the new year. All right. Well, we'll let you go. Thanks for chatting here and uh, good trading tomorrow. All right. Back to the back to tomorrow land. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bye. All right. Take care. Thanks. Thanks. Bye bye.